Let it out Don't hold it in, it's better out Darkness looking like bad weather clouds It can stop me cause I'm heaven bound I feel better now On the highway, Lord, I'm heaven bound Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. This is Mike. Back again this week, of course, is Silent Ron. Hello. Not so much pain anymore, Ronnie is back. Hi. Brother Bob's here. How's it going? And I guess now, like, it's been a few weeks, so it's special guest Carl is here. Kept you waiting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The Ronnie gets it. I can tell Ronnie gets yeah. it. Metal Gear Solid fans. And you miss a couple weeks and you get demoted to just Carl. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you I deserve it. Got to build didn't. back up, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> got to earn it back. <laughs> Detenured. So, in other words, your, your pinky's <laughs> like this. He goes again. I'm not dignifying that with the response. <laughs> You're dignifying that. I see the response in your face. <laughs> so tonight's uh, Bible verse is going to be Romans three twenty three, and uh, Silent Ron is going to yeah boisterously read it. I'll be reading from the ESV, and it says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." Thank you, sir. Most welcome. So we've been, um, I think we kind of sometimes circle back to this one and maybe without putting it how I put it out to you guys, because I thought, I thought, uh, well, no, because I think I, I thought about not saying anything and being like, oh, show up and we'll do it to make it even more raw, because I tend to it really, really wasn't, like it. It really wasn't way, but, vague. He just wants to know what sin you're still living in. Yeah. Guess what? We well, live it does, in it every day. I was gonna say it doesn't right? say still. No, but what sin are you living in? Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that sometimes we need to just throw it out there. You know, we got. I mean, we always say we got to give it to God. We got to lay it at His feet. And sometimes we don't. So, in other words, what you needed to ask is, what sin do you not want to give up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of them. I mean, you know, I think it's it's all of those, all of those things because. You know, sometimes some people react differently when you ask a question. So some some people may not have showed up tonight if it was like we like what you said, Bob. You know, I might not have if I, <laughs> myself. You know, and everything. So yeah. anybody want to start? I will. That way you can correct me because I'm sure I'm going to be wrong. Uh, Probably. I no, read. I, mean, this, I read this. When it says, what sin are you living in? Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and I thought about it. And I was like, we're all born into sin, correct? Mm-hmm. So it was like, how can you define one sin? I mean, you wake up every day knowing you're going to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... My life is a not, I mean, it's a constant sin living life. 
and all I can do is pray for the guidance to get through it without sinning. All I see throughout the day by myself or for myself and others is judgment. You know, judging how people do this. I could walk down the street and somebody say I'm sinning Mm -hmm. because they don't like the way I walk or they don't like the way I talk. You know, so it's like, how can you, how can you just pick one when there's probably so many? And then I sat there and I thought, well, it says, what sin are you living in? I was like, well, what sin am I not living in? And I could not think of one. Really, that doesn't have some kind of sin involved, but yet you have to try to uh, ask for the forgiveness, the guidance, just to like better yourself. I mean, like that verse says, you're going to fall short. Correct. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you you can think you're doing it right, but there, somebody's point of view can see it totally different. And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, crap. But then I have to remind myself that I only have to prove myself to one person. Right. And I think that's the overall theme of it is not the fact that you're waking up every morning to insane. Why am I even trying? Because I know I'm going to sin. I know I'm going to fail. You're still getting up and you're trying to, A, hopefully do better than you did the day before. But you're also trying to walk with him so you're not living in sin daily. You're right. We, we, we all are. And I, like to Bob's point, I could have asked it a million different ways. You know, um, to me, I put it that way because I wanted to talk about when that got hit, when that when that hit on, on the feed, what was the first thought in your mind? That guy's crazy. <laughs> that was my oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you sent it out, you mean? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. That was just to me. In that instance, of, again, thinking I may not even put the topic out there. I may just say, hey, show up and we'll talk about it to get that raw emotion of what's that first thing that hits your head in your mind or your heart to say, what sin are you living in? So what's that first thing? Yeah, well, mine for me is the judgment side. I know because I know when I get up, I'm going to see something. And I'm gonna I'm gonna judge it because I'm gonna say something either negative, or like, hey, you should be doing that this way or something, instead of, you know, knowing the whole details of the situation, I'm gonna speak before I think sometimes, and that's what oh, you guys are you rearing up there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he just moved. He just moved in his seat. Oh, yeah. That's all he did. <laughs> 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 Kind of scared there for a minute. Yeah, like he's flying across the room at you already. <laughs> Whoa! Like, oh, hold on, chief. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, and I've been working. I've been, you all know, for the last few weeks, months, probably, I've been working on it because there's certain people in my life that I love so much, and and it seems like all I do is judge them. But I'm no better than they are. So I mean, for me to judge them is my sin, I feel. I mean, you know, so I have to ask for forgiveness on it, like on a daily, even on a minutely sometimes, because I'm like, doggone it, I done did it again. Just to clarify, are you judging or are you correcting bad behavior? Because there's a difference. Okay, well, a little bit of both. 
But I mean, it's all in how I say it, I guess, when I say judgment, mm-hmm. how I come across. If I come across raw, I feel like I'm judging. If I come across where I'm like just talking to them and telling them like you are trying to correct, I feel decent, but yet if they take it the wrong way, then I feel like, well, crap, did I come across wrong? Am I judging again? I mean, it's a fine line. Right. Because you have to remember, in this day and age, it doesn't matter how you say something. Somebody's going to be offended the way you say it. It, I mean, you could have the kindest, most gentlest voice, heart, and they know you like that and everything, and somehow I'm still going to be offended. You know what's going to happen 90% of the time when you rebuke or correct sin the way we're supposed to? They're going to get mad at you. Absolutely. 90% of the time, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, thanks for thanks for correcting my, my way. I'm going to fix it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, really, I really appreciate you for saying that. Yeah. 90% of the time, that's not what they're going to say. No. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought he was telling me that. I was going to say, thank you, Carl. Did you? <laughs> no, see, he wasn't. He was still- <laughs> the thing is, is, is when it comes to truth, you got to just tell them the truth. You can't sugarcoat it. You can't change it. Right. You know, and if, and if it pulls the scab off or it, it puts salt on the wound, so be it. And I've I've had to have I've had to have that salt put on the wound several times. Mm-hmm. I've had to have that truth spoke into my life to change my attitude. When it come to when when I seen it come across the thread, and I looked at it and I'm like, what sin are we living in, or? What sin are we not willing to repent of? That's that's what comes through my mind. Yeah, and there's so many people out there that try to sugarcoat their sin. This is probably going to be brutal. It's going to be rough because y'all need to edit it out. Edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't say it. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to sin, you can't sugarcoat it. You can't pick and choose a sin that you're going to keep and expect God to. Be happy with that because he's not going to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are living in their sin, they choose to keep that sin. And I'm talking about devout Christians. Oh yeah. I'm talking about people that uh, go to church. I'm talking about people that pray to God. I'm talking about people that try to follow Jesus, but yet they still got sin that they're holding on to. The thing is, is they're trying to sugarcoat it and they're trying to say, "Well, this is okay for me to do." In their minds, they're making they're making that sin just justification. Fine. Yeah, they're justifying that sin, but God's like, no, that is not why. And they say, well, I pray to God and I ask God for this. He's not blessing me. Well, why is he not blessing you? Because you're not repenting of the sin that uh, he's trying to get you to get rid of. The thing is, is we should understand the sin we're in that day, repent of it that night. And try not to do it again the next day. But if you go back and you continue to do the same sin, same thing each and every day, do you think God's going to bless you in your life? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. For one thing, you're not trying to change. You're not trying to follow him. You're not doing what he wants you to do. You know, it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm a car guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an analogy. Mm-hmm. Take an oil change. That nice, fresh, clean oil. You can see through it as you pour it into the motor. Mm-hmm. As it goes through that motor, as it runs through them oil journals, and as it runs through that motor, it picks up all them bad sediments, and it picks up all that carbon, 
and it all goes into that oil. Well, eventually that carbon turns that oil black. And that's exactly what sin does in our life. Mm. Jesus made it clean on the cross. And as we walk through the day, we started out clean. Mm-hmm. But just like that oil, we're picking up sediments off of the off of the cesspool of this world. And it's clinging to us as we go through life, as we go through that day. But at night, he expects us, he expects us to repent of that sin, talk to him about it, tell him how our day went, tell him the sin that we was in, and we gotta understand that sin that we was in. And once we do, repent of it. Because you're gonna be clean again. And then that's exactly what the oil filter is supposed to do. It's supposed to, the oil is supposed to run through that filter, catch the sediments, clean it out. And that's what Jesus says. He's our oil filter. He cleans us up and he sends us back out clean and fresh like that filter does for that oil. It sends it back through the motor clean and fresh. But as it goes through that motor, it picks up them sediments again. It draws all that stuff back into, back into its origin. And then once it hits the filter again, boom. Filter cleans it up again, and that's what we're supposed to do when we're following Jesus. He's our filter. We're the oil. He takes the sediments out of us. He is the one we need to follow. And the sin we're in, we need to figure it out and repent of it. So if you're choosing to, if you're choosing to keep a sin, that's exactly why God's not blessing you in your life. You know, he's going to bless you to a certain amount, to a certain point, right. because he loves you. But is he going to give you the full blessing? I don't think so, because we're not following him like we're supposed to. Yeah. Even I don't get the full blessing, because there's probably some things that I need to repent of that I have not, and I probably should. There's probably things that I've, that I've held on to in my life that I should not have. should have left him at the foot of the cross. Guess what? Old dumb Bob, he picks it back up when he steps back away from the cross. That's a sin in itself. Mm-hmm. When you take that stuff back from the cross, that's a sin in itself right there because you're spitting in God's face saying, oh, you're not good enough to take care of that. You're not good enough to, to fix my problem. I can do it on my own. No. I call BS. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. No right. way. We've that was a good episode, thousand. guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. Who's going to follow that? That was a good episode, guys, <laughs> yeah. right there. Sorry, bro. Hey, I told you it was going to be real. <laughs> hey, even though I'm not a car guy, but I understood the reference. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, it was a good one. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. I mean, that that's just what he's laid on my heart, and I, I've, I've pondered on it all day long. And I can feel the Holy Spirit landing on me right now. I'm sure my face is probably just as red, mm-hmm. beat red mm-hmm. because he's there. Awesome. And it just, uh, you know, got him fired up. We got to, we got to repent of them sins. We can't continue in them. And when we know we're in them, we got to let them go. And I think that's the key. You have to truly repent. Exactly. Like, like you said, you have to not only repent, but try. Then the next day, try not to go back into that sin. Correct. Not let it back into your life. You know, we've had it on here to where we've rebuked in the name of Jesus, and we have to continue to do that each and every day. When something does creep back into, why am I having this thought? This, or I'm going to say this, or any of those things. That that's when we stop ourselves. Yes, we have to let him define sin too. There's a phrase you use, you know, figure it out, figure yeah. out your sin. That's why I know people don't like me for it. That's why I harp on the law. <laughs> Because that's what that's where he defines sin. 
like it or not. We can twist Paul into a pretzel all day long, but it doesn't change the fact that Paul repeatedly in his letters points us back to the law. Every time Paul gives a listing of sin, he's quoting from the law. Every time Jesus gave a a listing of sin, he's quoting from the law. Chastises the Pharisees for using their tradition to invalidate the law and criticize that harshly. We find that over and over and over again in Scripture that where God the Father chooses to define sin is in the law. But we pick and choose it like you said, Bob. We treat it like a buffet. I don't like this one, so I'm going to throw that aside because my pastor says I can, and then I'm going to expect God to bless me for it. We say, well, I'm going to follow my heart. Okay? Bleach into sin every single time. That's not what it means to me. Bleach into sin every single time. I'm not convicted about that. Guess what? Conviction's for the rebels. (laughs) Conviction's what happens when you're rebelling. You shouldn't require God to convict your heart before you're willing to obey him. I'm not saying this like on a, on a throne. He convicts me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to admit that's because I'm rebelling against him. <clears throat> he wants us to a place where we just obey because we love him. Correct. That should be the goal. And we should be willing to allow him to define what it looks like to love him. If we really love him, we would love him in a way that makes him feel loved. We would seek to. That's what we would want to do. If he's really our first love, we would say, I want to love you, God, in a way that makes you feel loved. That's not what we do. We we try to love God in a way that makes us feel good about ourselves. That's selfish. That's idolatry. Flat out. Yes. Sometimes we try to to convince ourselves that we love him just so we can get something from him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's... That, and that's not right. That's a genie in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Genie in the bottle. That, yeah. Absolutely. You huh. know, it just, uh, and a couple of weeks ago, I'd done a sermon on obedience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the Ten Commandments, you know, he give, us, he give us them laws for a reason. You know, like I told, like I told the people in the sermon, you know, Jesus, Jesus went further. He gave us an 11th commandment, what I call the 11th commandment. You know, and if you can absolutely, you know, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. If you can do that, if you can love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, everything, and now all you do is think about him daily, and you love your neighbor as yourself, because you definitely don't hate yourself. If you can love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to keep them other Ten Commandments, hands down, because you're doing exactly what Jesus said to do. Yep. Simple as that. Easy peasy. Now, can you guys do it? I can't do it sometimes. I fail all the time. Like, it, like that verse says, we all fall short. What if but, you're good with one neighbor but not the other? Like on the other side. I don't like how you look at me when you said that. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean physically here at the podcast. I mean literally at your home. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, I'm good I on one you, side. I see the your other hands are diminishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, you know, if if we can keep that, if we can keep that commandment that Jesus tells us to do, that means we can keep the other ten, mm-hmm. or we're gonna keep the other ten because. You're doing what Jesus tells you to do. He wouldn't have told us to do that if it wasn't going to uphold the other laws. Because Jesus never, Jesus never told us to do something that went against the law. Okay, got a question. You said love our neighbor as what? As ourselves. Okay. If we love him, does that mean we have to talk to him? <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. asking the question. You know, if ask, we see him, we asking, can just like wave and from, from a friend. distance. <laughs> wave from a distance. Yeah. But, I mean, are you truly are you truly loving him by doing that though? Well, I. Probably did, not, but here's the deal. If I didn't love him from a distance, I probably wouldn't be that nice to him up close. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it depends on circumstance and situation Correct. because, like I, Steph I said on a previous saying. episode, boundaries are biblical. Sometimes yeah. you got to love from a distance. You wouldn't expect a rape victim to go up and strike up a conversation with no. a rapist even if they were repentant. Right. You know what I mean? You just wouldn't expect that because like, that's not loving to the victim either. I'm not saying I would do that because, you know, if— I would say if I say hi, I might as well just go talk to him because I'm already talking to him anyway. So, right. but but I, yes, and you're right. Boundaries are biblical. But if you're just being spiteful, yeah, and trying to find a, an excuse to not talk to somebody, no, that's not that's me. not loving. That's yeah. not I'm just I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just <laughs> I'm just yeah, very I'm much saying, hinting yeah. that <laughs> wink wink, Ron. <laughs> don't find excuses. <laughs> or even like on the other side of that is. You know that they don't like you, but you're going right. out of your way to say hi. So to make them, so you're not loving them. You're just you're just doing that in spite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes because I got people. <laughs> Let's go back to the other side Wait, of the coin. Oh, that one. Who's got, who's yeah. got the sugar? Because he's facing the sugar coming. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. To the other side of the coin. Because I know there's people out there that don't like me. Or I, okay, I'm not gonna say maybe not like me, but yeah, I am. They may not like me, okay? But same token, if I'm around them, I'm not going to be the rude one not to talk and bring up a conversation and, you know, like that. Now, if they get to the point of where they're done listening and they walk away, so be it. But it's not going to be me that does it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the nice one. I'm going to suck up my pride, and I'm going to... Talk civilized to him. That hurt you to say that. Now, I, I know. two years ago, I'd have told him to take my pinky and, <laughs> and, and whatever. But we're finding all kinds of sense tonight. <laughs> but now it's totally different. I look that, at I look at people. Remark to the other side of the table. The pinky could have been. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. <laughs> See how that worked out. <laughs> but I mean. I, I try not to do any of that now. I try to be nice to everybody. I try to treat them like I would want to be treated. You know, now if they don't want to take it that way, then that's on them. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be rude about it either. You know, right. if we don't get along, we don't get along. But if I do see them and they acknowledge me, I'm going to wave or say hello or whatever. But I mean, I'm never going to go to, don't talk to me. Put your hand down. I don't want you waving at me. Don't you be pinky in me. I mean,. <laughs> Keep on keeping on, bro. <laughs> uh, I think that's the kind of attitude that gets you a lot more number ones than anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> probably so. And if I get the number one, I'll be like, peace. Love you. <laughs> I'll give them the that's peace right. sign. Love them two. through it, right? Love them through it. That's yeah. when you throw the pinky up. Because <laughs> that's the feather, because they ain't worth the other. <laughs> that's bad, right? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just sugarcoated for you, no. Ron. Well, uh, thanks. You sugarcoated that answer. Yes, Bob, it's bad. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I accept the rebuke, Ronnie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for it. <laughs> and you guys are sugarcoating fools, ain't you? <laughs> Accountability. Accountability. Yeah. 
What about you, Ronnie? Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got. Really? Yep. Uh, Does that mean no sin? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> 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 There's that judgment he was talking about. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. It's all right. I judge you all the time. The Cowboys are playing. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we won. That's right. Um, When I came over the feed, I was like, uh, that's it? Like, there's no explanation to it? Like, and then I thought about it for a little bit. And I was kind of like where Ron was. It's like, there's something I do every day. Something I do multiple times a day. And because there is no sin scale, right? Like, if I know I shouldn't be doing it. Sin, sin. It's a sin. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my mind went. It's like, yeah. There's stuff I do. Judge is one of them. Overreact is another one. Overthink. There's a lot of overs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the catalyst for me was when we were last night in, in small group talking and realizing in some of the things that even that I was sharing was, and it's funny, Bob, your sermon a couple of weeks was disobeyed. And that's what I feel the sin I'm living in and I'm trying to get out of, obviously, to try to get out of all sin, not that we'll ever achieve it, but I'm still trying to do that. And I think that I still feel it weighing heavy on my heart, even though I'm really working on getting out of that, you know, and, yeah. and holding myself and, and at times, you know, my family back from being obedient to God and what he's calling to do, so... Obedience is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You got to obey him. Yeah. I mean, you you, you got to stay in tune with him. Yeah. Because if you're not in tune with him, you're not. There, how do you how do you know what he wants? Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you hear him if you're not listening? Yep. And, and it's easy to slip. Well, like Ronnie's sermon back, you know, God whispers. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't come in a in a loud clang or bang or earthquake or fire. or Yep. Whatever, you know, it's just an easy, silent whisper. Yep. And he's saying, hey, follow me. Sometimes he says, hey, Ronnie, you big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. That's what he tells me all the time. <laughs> yeah. He calls you Ronnie. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. He's like, hey, Ronnie. Because <laughs> <"Sin's> <laughs> Ronnie bled off under me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> His sin fell on me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what about you? Well, no, that's yeah. That's or what, is that where you were saying? Yeah, that's where. I mean, that's where it was coming from. You know, and and for me, it's working through in the things. Like I, I don't even know if it was here in small group. I had said something about. Um, I always thought my worst test that God could give me was saying, "I need you to go somewhere," and 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 not necessarily preach, but just live my life out, you know, live your life out for me, like in a foreign country. And of course, in my mind, it was always worst case scenario. It's the, in some place where I'm outlawed and, and, and all of that mm-hmm. to then kind of realize that, well, he's putting the strife on my heart is something that affects me probably even more than that does. And it's people that have affected and hurt my family, my kids, 
and my wife and truly forgiving them and welcoming into my home. And uh, you know what I mean? And cause you guys yeah. know me and that's say whatever you want about me. I've said it a million times. You, 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 you deal with my family. That's a different you're story. You're talking about the struggle you had a few weeks ago. And then yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, I think that was just the catalyst of, yeah. of going through and, and realizing, okay, this is one of the biggest things of, of obeying God is, and I said, if we don't walk the walk, how do we talk the talk? We're just right. a bigger box we're checking, you know? Um, so going through that and then like we talked about last night with fostering and things like that. But, um, so I think that's what putting all that out there, I think is yeah. what put it on my heart to say, you know, Hey, this is, this is where I'm at. What about you all? You know, kind of thing. And, Honest, so honestly, knowing I, it could have asked it a million different ways, and that's what we do. That's what we talk about: is how is that? What is that that I put out there? How does that affect you all? And it's obviously, you know, it's always different, and not everybody's the same or takes it the same. And that's what I think is beautiful about it: is you can also correlate what I'm feeling and what I'm going going through, but as well as what you said, Bob. You know. And even what Ron and Ronnie had said and how it, how they took it and how, you know, you could say, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. We're every day we wake up and, you know, what, what is it? Did I open my phone into, you know, something I shouldn't have been watching, you know, or was it, what was it? I opened my phone to was the first thing in my mind. God should have been because he let me wake up, you know, he started my day with a blessing. You know, and telling me he wasn't done with me yet because it's not my time to go. So, is that what I'm doing though, or am I doing something else, or you know, whatever? So, mm -hmm. what about you, Carl? All right, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about until I had an idea, maybe a couple hours ago, and then something you said, Bob, really like confirmed it. You said that we tell him that he's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Use that specific phrase. A few weeks ago. Um, I was really struggling. I came out like the like one day was a real huge victory, one of those like real high mountaintop moments, right? And then the next day it was like I just bottomed out. It wasn't even really a valley; it was a pit. And just uh, just feelings, and these have been feelings that had been lingering for a while, and they just all sort of came to a head. Just feeling overlooked, um, unappreciated, thankless. Like every everything I was doing was just wasted, you know what I mean. And I'm sitting in worship because I I was fighting that for a couple of days straight, and I'm sitting in worship and I'm like kind of wrestling with him about it, talking talking to him. And I remember sitting there and and I I'm, I'm talking to him in my head, and I said I'm tired of feeling set aside. I said that to him, and. He spoke so clearly, that whisper you talked about, Ronnie, so clearly back. He didn't invalidate the feeling. He didn't invalidate that it was occurring. What he said was, you're not being set aside, you're being set apart. And I'm like, yeah, well, it still sucks. <laughs> yeah. I heard it, but I didn't receive it. And uh, kept wallowing. He let me wallow in that for 30 solid minutes. And I'm still praying to him. I'm still talking to him. 
And he said so clearly, and it was a lot more, it was still the whisper, but it was a lot more stern. And he's like, you're being set apart, and you're not okay with that, because I'm not good enough for you. Ouch. That hit hard. Um, that's the sin that I've been living in. He made that very clear. And uh, let me step into a wilderness the past few days, past couple weeks, and it's going to last for a few weeks more while I kind of readjust. Because I say in my head that he's my first love, but I don't really treat him like he is. Because when I don't feel affirmed or accepted by people, I spiral. And if he was really my first love, it wouldn't matter what people do. Um, I'm not, let me stop short. It still matters what people do, but it wouldn't affect me because he'd be the primary love of my life. Um, and I guess I haven't treated him like that. And sometimes he has to get you to a place where you go backwards to go forward again. I, I actually opened up, it's a book I have called God Himself by Tony Evans. Happened to flip it open today to a page where he uses an analogy that's very fitting of when you have a dog on a leash and you're walking the dog and the dog gets separated from you and you're walking past a pole and the dog walks with the pole between you and the owner, between you and it. It doesn't mean to get itself tangled up, but when the leash hits the pole, what happens? The dog wraps up. And the only way to get the dog to move forward again is to push the dog backward so it can go around the pole. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I didn't mean to separate myself. I didn't yank the leash out of his hand or anything like that, but apparently I let a pole get between us. And I let myself get tangled up, and as much as I want to move forward, I can't until he pushes me backward a little bit to get me around that pole that's been separating us. Um, I think all sins like that, realistically. Yep. But that's been mine. I, I understood both analogies this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to have a talk about, we, you know, for you and I, we gotta, they got to yeah, dumb it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have we don't have the kiss oh, Bible yet, you yeah. know, to say keep it simple, stupid Bible. That's yeah. what we need. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm glad that they they took it to heart and they're doing it for us. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I think I'm that way sometimes too, and most of the time, like you said, it's it's never. A slow descent for me. It's I'm up on the mountaintop and everything's awesome and everything's a blessing and it's amazing. And it could be an hour, it could be the next day, and then all of a sudden, like I'm lying flat on my back in this pit. And I say flat on my back because then I'm looking up at like how did I get here? This was a long fall from how I felt 24 hours ago. I strive to try to take the people to the peak with me. I think this is where I fall. Because instead of doing for me, 
getting myself there first, I'm like, come on, guys, come with me. And when I can't get them to come with me, it just makes me fall even further. And then I have to stop, focus on myself again, and try to get myself back to where I can bring them back, if that makes sense. Gain it your does. again. There's different personality types. Like there's a, um, uh, I forget what it's called, it's a Clifton Strengths Assessment or something like that that gauges different personality types and what are most dominant in you. And I think you're probably an includer. Like an includer is somebody that wants everybody to be included with them. Like you don't, you, you, you hate seeing somebody standing on the outside. The problem is sometimes those people aren't ready to be included yet. And that's where being, being an includer can kind of get you into, into trouble. And it does because I'm like, I'm, I'm at a certain point. I see these people at this point and I'm like, man, how great would they feel or could feel if they were at this point? So how do I get them to this point? And then sometimes trying to get them to that point takes me to their point mm-hmm. and I have to let go get out of their point and get right back into mine before it's too late yeah I know I'm I'm the type that my ascension for me always feels like such a snail's pace and my descension is all on my own and into such a pit that it's like what anybody, and I know this isn't a real thing, but like uh, what purgatory would be like. It is in such a dark, empty place. You know, there's just no, the complete and total absence of light. And that's when I go, that's how I feel. I feel like that's where I am. And it just happens so quickly. And I, and for me, it's, it's the worst. I mean, it's when I self-deprecate the most because it's all about, just the fact that I caused it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. Nobody did anything or whatever, but it, it's just, I did this it somehow, dis- some way. It distorts your perspective of people too. Like even if, even if a person did something that, that made you feel a certain way, maybe they had a bad day. Mm-hmm. But like when you get in that place, you start viewing them as the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything oh, yeah. they do, like they're out to get you. Mm-hmm. And it, man, it's an ugly place. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. How do we get away from isolating ourselves in that? When you find out, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, because if you isolate yourself, yeah. are you? <clears throat> how can you do the work of God if you isolate? Yeah. But then, if you don't, I mean, you got to be I mean, on your guard because at some, you know, I think some point in time, all of us have done it to where it's, yeah. we. we it's Maybe the first not. place I go. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. isolation. That's yeah. a safe place. Yeah, it's safe. You're all by yourself. You're not, you know. Well, I don't right. know how safe it is when I'm right. locked, locked right. in with myself. True story. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But that's but, the first I mean, place I go. Yeah, that's where we go. And it's, but we also never, until after, we're, once we're starting back up on that ascension, never think about the ripple effect. Right. Because to us, we've yeah. just gone down this black hole and it's by ourselves. Mm-hmm. My thing, my you thing see, is, you is, say you're you say you're by yourself, but you're not. And see, right. I use that as that reflective time for me. You know, because if if I gotta isolate myself, I'm not isolated, right? Truly, because he's with me. I use that for my time to just talk out loud. Well, and that's the mm-hmm. there's see there's a difference between isolating, which is just I don't want to be around people. 
at all ever again. So it's, it's all me now. It's yep. just me. There's a difference between that and getting solitude with God. Right. Because to me, the solution is viewing him as your first love again, and that may take some time of solitude with him. It did for Elijah in the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Jesus took time of solitude with just him and the Father. I think that's a very biblical thing, and I think it's an important thing. I think what gets us into trouble is not taking enough solitude with God time. I think that's what gets us in trouble, because then we start falling in love with the people around us more than him. Yeah, I think we, we need to spend more quality time with him. I think that's the solution. And situations, yeah. falling in love with situations. My thing is, is you guys say you fall into isolation. I build walls. I put brick walls up. Yeah. And, I mean, once they're up, they're hard to get back down. Mm-hmm. There's a few brick walls that I'm still working on trying to knock down, trying to allow him to knock down, but they're just so thick, it's uh, it's taken a while. Yeah. Thick like that noggin. Thick like my noggin. <laughs> yeah. Like Very all true. of ours. All yeah, of ours. I, I mean. I mean, you know, he's he's working on them. Yeah. I, but I think the more he works on them, the harder I build. Right. On some of it. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, it's not right. You know, that's it. So I would say that's probably my sin right there that I need to work on. The sin I need to let him take care of is I need to let him take care of them brick walls knock them down and get rid of them but it's hard Mm -hmm. i mean when you've had when you've had so many different events go on from the time you was five years old till now that's a lot of that's a lot of brick wall that i built yeah a lot of brick wall And, and don't get me wrong i mean i love him I do. I truly love him because, you know, and I want and I want him to knock them brick walls down. I want to get rid of them, but it's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard. Well, and I think I know for for me I want to break out of the not just the isolation, but the isolating those that care about me mm-hmm. and just being the oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, because uh, I know, I know he's the only one who can do it. But I also know he put like you guys in my life to encourage. And again, I, none of you are going to break me out of it. You know what I mean? But I, I truly believe he put you in my life to make sure that in those times, you're just like, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, or you know, whatever it is. If I needed, if I needed something, you know, yep. you're, you're my guys. You know, and, and and I think that's, for me, I have to constantly remind myself of that so that I don't pull away from everything. Because I think sometimes that's our, our go-to, too, is, okay, I'm dealing with this, so I have to, I have to step away from everything. Mm, correct. I've been there. Yeah. And we know, and people, sure and we know us, people that's there, too, right? I'm yeah. sure all of us has been there. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie, I mean... There's times that I was just going to step out and be like, I'm out. See you later. You guys do it without. You know what's cool, too, though? It's like when you step away, right? Like whether it's pity party or it's planned, like that's when, quote, unquote, the magic happens, right? Because like I said, 
everybody here knows, maybe not out there in podcast world, but like I was going to take a sabbatical this whole month of December and not lead stuff and just fill back into me. I'm like, what? It lasted a week and a half maybe. And then like the juices started flowing again and like, all right, let's go. Like, and, and that's the beauty part of it. It's like, you were just saying that outside, Bob. What's that? Filling back up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like, you have to stop. Well, you can only pour out so up. long before you get, you got to fill back up. Yeah. You mm-hmm. cannot just keep going. And then what happens? And keep pouring out because if you do, yeah. you're going to be empty and you're running on fumes. You can't. And yeah. <laughs> you're you not going to. Yeah. You, you just can't function that way. There's no way. Yeah. You can't go 70 miles way. an hour on, a, on an empty tank of gas. Exactly. You can't function. And have a good relationship with the Father if you're empty mm-hmm. and feeling like nothing's going your way and feeling like everybody's just down on you. And, and that's what happens when you get emptied out. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're emptied out, you're empty. I well, mean, and that's how I, I mean, that's how you can feel also. If you just keep giving, giving, and giving, but not putting back in yourself, then... Then that's when the isolation comes. You're like, well, I'm doing all this stuff, and I ain't getting nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you really supposed to be getting out of it? You know, you got to stop and reevaluate. Why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because if if you're doing it to get your own recognition, then you're in a pit already. Right. That's because the, you're just falling. Yeah. True. And I think that's where Carl talks about if right. having that solitude of being with the father to remind yourself and you know and what is this we're 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 truly doing am i doing it for you or am i doing it for because i want to be exalted you know brought up or look at me or whatever a lot of people go through that you didn't say that part but sorry a lot of people go through that and then they like well like you said i want to step away i'm done yeah i mean i'm out i gotta and it's like and that gets me Sometimes, because I'm like, why are you stepping out? Mm-hmm. Is it because of him or because of you and the way you feel? So maybe you should stop, take a little bit of time to talk, and you know, reevaluate where you're at with him because obviously it's not where he wants you. Correct. Yeah. It's where you want to be. And instead of moving forward, you try to stop, but yet you can't stop. You just keep falling backwards. Yeah. Because if you're not moving forward, you are falling. And obviously there's a difference between you falling backwards and him guiding you backwards. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, yeah. and you have to be able to recognize that. And I know for a long time I didn't. I always assumed that any time I fell back it was all on me and it was because I wasn't good enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. And as opposed to maybe there was a correction Mm-hmm. You know, so I know there's still a lot of things that I look at, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Wait, I can hindsight. There you go, Bob. That's right. Hindsight. For you. That's when you step hindsight. Googly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That um, that I've looked back and been like, okay, I can see now how, as opposed to me self-deprecating and being down on myself, this was a correction of I needed to do this instead of that. Um, and, and that was from God. It wasn't just me being down on myself or whatever, you know. And right. Well, you know. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say that's why quality time with him is so important. A, 
that's the only way to truly fill your cup. I think we depend too much on other people to fill our cup for us. Yes. And, and quality time with him is the only way to get your cup to overflowing. You're only going to get your cup three quarters filled if you depend on other people. And it's going to lead you to falling in love with them more than him. Correct. And it's also how we get discernment. You know, we, we need to, we need to know, like, again, like you said, Ron, you know, reevaluating on why we're doing what we're doing making sure that he is our first love so that everything that we do is because of him and for him and from his direction and knowing what his calling is. So if he's calling us to do something and he makes it very clear, you you can't fulfill what I have for you to do here. I need to move you here. You're doing it because you love him. You're not doing it for your own recognition. Even if it leads to recognition, that's not why you're doing it. It, 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 the only way to get to that place of true humility, even in exaltation, is to view him as the first love that I'm just doing it for you. And you see that in people like Moses and Joshua and guys like that. They were exalted, but he was their first love. I'm sorry, right. Ron. No. And there's people that get to that point that you're talking about that they get that recognition. And then if they stop getting it. It ruins them. The I'm bottom, out. The bottom yeah. falls out. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. Well, you know, it goes back to where it talks about when you clean your heart out, fill it with God. Because if you don't, if you clean it up and don't put anything in there, there's going to be seven times worse that comes back in. Mm-hmm. Same difference. If you're pouring yourself out and you're emptying your <laughs> cup out, all that's doing is allowing Satan to pour that poison into your cup and fill your cup with poison instead of filling your cup back with God. Mm-hmm. Like Carl yeah. said, we got to have that personal relationship with him. We got to have that alone time with him. We got to be with him. And don't get me wrong, he also says that we need community too mm-hmm. because that helps fill the cup also. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 commands us to have community. You know, that's a command to do community to ha- to do life with each other, to find other believers that are like-minded. If you find people that are like-minded, that keeps you uplifted. That keeps your cup full. That helps you keep your cup full. Even uh, through the bad times. Mm-hmm. Even when the devil's trying to pour his poison, trying to pour his, pour his poison into your cup. You know, it kind of just puts a, a shield over the top of it and the poison just kind of flows off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's land the plane, as Ronnie would say. That's not what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the needle off the record. Whatever. You've said them both. Anyway. <laughs> Let's put a stick of dynamite under it and blow it up. There you go. Final thoughts? I don't know. I think I'm poured out. <laughs> Can I go first? So I don't follow anybody? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think to keep in perspective, too, um, not just for ourself but you still love people just don't love the sin right so like somebody's hurting or in a tough spot or at the bottom of the pit like you can't judge them for their sin so you try to love them as much as you can without pushing them back into it Mm mm-hmm does that make sense, Ron? Because you look confused. Sorry, I didn't use a car analogy. I can. Uh-huh. 
Were you throwing me on a the spot there, were you? I, I asked the question. Was, did it make sense? Did I'm it make good. Sense? Okay. okay. I'm not pleased with this time. Uh, yeah? yeah. Uh, man. Because that's, that's me. I'm talking about me. Like, yeah. that's as much for me as it is for anybody that heard that. Like, mm-hmm. Because there's lots of times where that's where my judgment comes in. Right. It's like... I can't do that because I don't like the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's not for me to decide. Yeah. And I still like them, still love them. But it's a hard separation sometimes. Yeah. Puts it and, at a different level. Yeah. A different level of love. I, I hate to say that. And but. to quote the professor, sometimes it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I would say um, my final thought would be definitely find a community of believers to help lift you up when you are in the darkness. But most importantly is that relationship with Christ. Is Remember, no matter what we do, no matter how we sin, how often we sin, he's just there for us to turn around. You know, and I know we say it a lot, but I mean, it is, that's what's important is the fact let's turn around. Let's go back to him. Let's try to be better than we were the day before. Let's try to not live in that same sin and let's live, you know, and let's love him and show him the respect and and everything that he deserves. Well, I guess mine is, uh, if you feel, if you're feeling heavy, the sin's just overwhelming and it just keeps piling on like you're in quicksand. You just got to stop, calm down, speak to God, take your time, reevaluate where you're at, where you want to go, and where you want to be. That way that you can move forward and stop falling back. My turn. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. You can go last. I was going to say, that's, 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 that's huh? a that's that? uh, uh, I, I can't follow you. Yeah, you can follow me. I didn't even know what I was going to say on final thought, but again, something you said decided it. Something I wrote down a couple of days ago is kind of funny. Uh, like one of the most incredible accounts we have in Scripture is in Joshua 6 and the conquest of Jericho. And it's after the 40 years of wandering. And they cross over the Jordan, and the first battle they engage in, battle, barely a battle. The first, the first conquest they engage in is Jericho. It's after the people have been reconsecrated, um, they circumcised them. And it's the account where God has them circle the cities. Jericho had tremendous walls. The walls were incredible. And he has them circle the city for seven days, blowing ram's horns. Then on the, the seventh day, they blow the horn, they jump, and then the, the walls collapse. It's an incredible account. So, like, the the people are surrounding the city. They're all around the city. And the walls collapse, and they all run straight into the city. Um, For a long time, they claimed that that was proof that the Bible wasn't true because there was no such thing as this this place, Jericho, and it it was a completely unfounded account. And then archaeologists found the ruins of Jericho. And not only did they find the ruins of Jericho, they found proof that at one point in the ancient past, the walls had collapsed. They claimed it was from an earthquake. Which it probably was. God probably caused an earthquake, but it was more supernatural than that. 
And they even, when they studied the ruins, found that when the walls collapsed, they collapsed outward, forming a ramp. They couldn't explain that. Mm. And it explains the verse where it says every single soldier around the city was able to march straight into the city because it formed a perfect ramp right into the city. Prove the account. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. But like a lot of accounts in Scripture, the physical teaches us the spiritual. I think Jericho teaches us something about our heart because our hearts like Jericho. And when we sin, it's like, it's like we're putting bricks on a wall around our heart, it's like a wall of separation between ourselves and God. And we're, we, we like the idea of God. We like talking to Him, peeking over that wall, having, having some conversations with Him, and then going back into, into Jericho again. But Jesus wants to tear that wall down. Every time we sin against him, we refuse to repent. It's like us putting a new brick on the wall that he wants to tear down and grind to, pot, to powder. At some point, we have to acknowledge that what we're building is not good, that he wants to destroy it, that he wants to come in and he wants to rebuild something better that looks like what we were always intended to be. We're not letting him. And I think part of the problem, too, is... Rather than allowing him to speak to our heart, rather than hearing his voice, letting him define the sin that we're building that wall out of, we allow men who have built walls around their own hearts teach us how to build walls around ours. And that's a problem. We have got to treat him like the first love. We've got to treat him like he's almighty and like he's the king that we claim he is, like he, the, the king that we call him. And we've got to let him come in, tear down that wall, and rebuild our hearts in the way that it was intended to be so that we can have proper communion and quality time with him. Because until we do that, we're just, we're just peeking over a wall every once in a while, having a conversation like Tim Allen on Home Improvement. Yeah, exactly. He wants to have a relationship, and you can't have a relationship with someone when you have a wall between you and them. See, no, I knew you I didn't want to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have went first. No, actually, uh, I'm going to read 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. And this is kind of this is kind of directing to the point. It says, Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him but whoever keeps his word truly the love of God is perfected in him by this we know that we are in him he who says he abides in him ought to himself also to walk just as he walked you know that that says a lot right there you know yeah. that says hey you abide in me, and I will live in you. And I want you to walk how I walked. I want you to. I want you to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. He wants us to be a part of him, not not a part timer. He wants us to be a full time love of his, mm -hmm. or him be the full time love of ours. That's the way it should be. Yeah, we should we should desire what he wants. Not him desire what we want. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say. Mm. Walk in the footsteps. Yep.
Mm. Professor, will you uh, pray us out? No, now it's Professor. Now you want something from me. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Yeah. You, 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 I, to, I think the whole to butter you up. final yeah. thought thing kind of brought you back up. Oh, okay, bit. I re-earned <laughs> it. <All right. laughs> Tenure, here I come again. That's All right. <laughs> Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us, for your love for us, for your affection toward us, um, that you choose to desire us. is just, I can't even wrap my mind around that. When I look back at the things that I've done, when I look back at the ways I've separated myself from you, um, the bricks I've laid, and that you chose to come in to see past the walls that I built and to see me on the other side of it, and say, I, I want him. He's worth holding on to. I can't even express my gratitude in words, and I know everyone here would say the same. We love you so much. And I pray that if there's anyone in this room or anyone listening that has a wall or even a, a section of a wall that they're building, that you would tear it down that you would help us to come into agreement with you and stop agreeing with the world, stop agreeing with the things of the evil one, stop agreeing with sin that seeks to destroy us ultimately, and start agreeing with you. Just cause us to look to you as our first love. And then we'd love each other right. If we'd just love you first, we'd love each other right. And what a world that will be. Just... Enter into our hearts, rest your spirit upon us, teach us and guide us and direct us and fill us with your goodness, with your mercy, and with your love. Again, I thank you, I praise you, I glorify you, and I magnify your great name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And we'll catch you on the flip side.